Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 374 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. This is also the final episode in this podcast, which has been going for seven years. My name's Valerie Koo, and I'm your co-host. Regular listeners will know that I'm usually here with the wonderfully talented Gina Militia, photographer extraordinaire and incredible mentor to so many listeners all over the globe. This isn't an easy episode for me to record. Many of you will have noticed that there's been a break in us releasing these episodes and many of you, especially those of you in the podcast listener community on Facebook will know why. And if you don't, or if you're new to this podcast, I'm sad to say that our beloved Gina Militia passed away on the 6th of February, 2022. I wanted to record this episode to let you know what's been going on, but also to conclude this podcast and to pay tribute to an incredible woman and dear friend. And to thank you for your incredible support as a community of listeners over the years. I know that over time, new listeners will discover this podcast and I sincerely hope you learn as much as you can from it because Gina will have loved to have left that legacy, a legacy that empowers and encourages photographers in the craft of photography, the craft that she had so much passion for. Many regular listeners will know that Gina and I have been friends for decades And to be honest, I find it very hard to come to terms with the fact that she's not here. Only a few weeks ago, I was staying at her house and we were binge watching a reality show together. You know, we got into the characters and the story and yesterday I was watching it, you know, continuing on from the episode where Gina and I left off. And I realized that I just, I couldn't just text or call her to chat about what was going on. What I wanted to do in this episode was to give you a bit more of an insight into this wonderful woman because Gina and I talked a lot about photography in the last seven years on this podcast. So in this episode, I wanted to talk about Gina. The celebration of Gina's life was held in Melbourne last week. And if you tuned into the live stream, and I know that a lot of listeners also came to the event, um, but if you tuned into the live stream or attended or watched the replay, You may have heard some of these stories, but if you didn't, here we go. When Gina's kids asked me to talk about the life of their mum, I didn't know where to start at first, probably because it felt overwhelming to put into words what this woman meant to the people in her life and probably because I felt it very difficult to articulate what she meant to me as well. I first met Gina when I was, I think I was around 22 or 23. Now I'm from Sydney, but I needed a photographer in Melbourne. And at the time I was a young freelance writer working on the periphery, on the edges of the publishing industry. And I was trying to break through, you know, and get on to all the really good gigs, all the cool gigs. And Gina was in a similar position as a photographer. I had a gig to interview and to produce a shoot for a UK magazine with an actor on Neighbours at the time. If you're not familiar with Neighbours, it's a long-running soap that's been going on in Australia forever, also very popular in the UK. I was put in touch with Gina and when I met her, my first impression was 
this chick is so cool. She was only a few years older than me, but I thought, you know, she's got it all together. Her clothes are so cool. She just had this cool swagger. And on our first shoot together, she zipped around. It was an outdoor shoot. We had so many locations um, and she was all over the place, all while she was about eight months pregnant with her second child. I thought, you know, wow, I want to, be grow- I want to grow up and be just like this chick. Over the next few years, Gino and I worked together on heaps of jobs. I wrote the words, she did the pictures. and But the thing is, we couldn't have been, been more different. I was pretty straight and pretty sheltered at the time. And she seemed so cool and worldly. You know, there's a lot that Gina explained to me about life in those early years. I was constantly in flouncy dresses. She seemed to have a hundred pairs of jeans, which all looked the same to me, but were apparently subtly different, (laughs) which she wore with one of her hundred different Navy t-shirts. Again, apparently they were different. I could not tell the difference. She had countless vests. She was always wearing vests. She had all sorts of varieties of caps, many bracelets and rings all the time. I don't know how she didn't jingle all the time with all of her bracelets and rings. I lived in Sydney. She lived in Melbourne. I did the words. She did the pictures. We were very different, not only in what we did, but also just, you know, our personality and our interests. But we were just in sync with each other. And editors used to say, you know, you and Gina need to go on that job together because you've got a great chemistry that produces really good work. And we did. We did heaps of jobs together. So we soon became firm friends. And we both eventually went past being on the periphery of the industry and broke through. You know, I remember when I got my dream job at the time, she was the first person I called. As soon as I got the job, you know, I left the office and I was on the street in William Street in Sydney and she was the first person I called and she was just so happy for me and, you know, as she was and so encouraging and so empowering and so um, supportive of of anything her friends did. So before long, we'd shot everyone on Neighbours and Home and Away, another soap in Australia, and we'd moved on to Hollywood stars and international celebrities, sports people, musicians, you name it. But amidst all of the high-profile people, I've also watched Gina shoot regular people, business people, people on the street, people in developing countries, people who could not be further from the glitz and glamour of celebrities. And no matter who you were, she made you feel special. If you've been a regular listener on this podcast, there's a quote that she loved. I think it was by Maya Angelou originally, but Gina applied it to her life. Gina was always telling me this quote. She said, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And that is very much how Gina applied herself, not only in her photography, but in her dealings with people on a personal level. In photography, even if you were incredibly insecure or nervous, she gave you confidence. She always knew how to get the best out of people. She knew how to lift people up and make them feel good about themselves. As a photographer, she was not only technically spot on, technically brilliant, 
She just knew how to direct people. And seeing her in action was like seeing this alchemist make everything come together and coordinate everyone and and direct people in. She brought this wonderful energy to the shoot. But something that many listeners may not know is that Gina wasn't always going to be a photographer. After school, Gina went to art college and many listeners don't know that Gina was actually going to be a ceramicist. Yes, she threw clay on a wheel and made pots and stuff like that (laughs) and created sculptures of people and things, you know, made out of clay. She was actually really good at it. I've seen some of the stuff that she's created. But after studying ceramics for a time, she realized it wasn't quite the right fit for her. She told me, I looked at all the ceramic students and they all had hair under their arms and they looked really daggy. And then I looked at the photography students and they all seemed so cool. So I decided to change to photography. (laughs) Of course, the rest is history and Gina found her passion. And not only did she study photography and get into the industry, her professional career just kept ascending. Now, as I mentioned, she's worked with some of the world's biggest names, but she never brags about it, you know, never even humble bragged. Partly, it's because she was really professional about it. And even when there were no NDAs, no non-disclosure agreements, she treated her jobs like they had NDAs because she's so professional. And partly because sometimes, even though these people were really famous, she had no idea who they were. I'd say to her, you know, Remember when you shot so-and-so? And she'd say, no. <laughs> and I'd say, you know, he's the one in the Marvel movie. And she'd be like, no idea. <laughs> That's because Gina didn't get starstruck and she treated everyone with the same respect, whether you were an Oscar winner or a janitor. Another thing you might not know about Gina, because she would never blow her own trumpet, is that some people had no idea that Gina was an author of best-selling books. Now, some listeners may have bought some of her books, but uh, yeah, it was not something that she talked a lot about. Gina and I, along with another couple of friends of ours, were in New York on holiday. And Gina and I decided to find a Starbucks. And on the way back, We walked past this crappy handwritten sign on a dodgy doorway and it simply said, tarot readings, $10. So we looked at each other and thought, what the hell, it's only 10 bucks. So we went in and the tarot lady sat us at a flimsy card table in the corridor of this dingy walk-up apartment building. Gina goes first, she pays her $10 and the woman says, you're going to be a best-selling author. We laughed, especially because Gina has never written anything, had never written anything before at that point. You know, no blog posts, no articles, certainly no books. And Gina pointed to me and said, maybe you're getting the vibes off her because she's the writer. Anyway, the tarot lady was insistent that Gina was going to be a best-selling author. And we thought this lady has no idea. And she's just, you know, she's just a fake. And this was kind of consolidated by the fact that I then paid my 10 bucks and was immediately told, you're emotionally blocked and to unblock you will cost $300. Would you like me to unblock you? (laughs) Needless to say, 
I did not pay the $300 and we just left thinking she was a crackpot. But, you know, it was entertaining experience for 10 bucks. Anyhow, a few months later, what happens? But Digital Photography School asks Gina to write a book on photography and it goes gangbusters. So they ask her to write another and another and another. You get the idea. So there you go, Gina Militia, photographer and author. And her books are great. Another thing you might not know about Gina is that she's probably been to more Bon Jovi concerts than you'd expect. Now, those people who know Gina are probably incredulous that Gina would even consider going to a Bon Jovi concert. And you'd be right. Pretty much the last thing she would be into would be singing in a stadium about Tommy and Gina living on a prayer. The fact, though, that she's gone to more Bon Jovi concerts than you'd expect is not because she was a closet Bon Jovi fan. She wasn't. It was actually a testament to her friendship because I was the one in love with Bon Jovi and she knew that. So whenever they toured Australia, I'd go to concerts in Sydney and Melbourne. And even though I know a lot of people in Melbourne, I literally knew no one who would go to a Bon Jovi concert with me. So Gina would be my concert pal. The thing is, of course, if we went to dinner or drinks with people she knew before the concert, she would make me swear not to tell them where we were going because, you know, apparently that wasn't a very cool thing to do. I still think it's pretty cool, but anyway. I remember that we went to one not that long ago and she was so wonderful. She bought the tickets for me as a gift. I can't remember through who, but she bought, you know, she got had access to really good tickets. And that person asked her, what kind of tickets would you like? And in true Gina style, her reply was, so close we can touch his ghoulies. (laughs) And if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you will know what I mean. Anyway, so there we were at the concert. I had the tickets in my hand, the legitimate tickets for the very front of the stage, clutched in my hand. And I'm so excited. I rush up to the security guard in my flouncy dress And he basically looks me up and down and refuses to let me in, despite the fact that I'm showing him the tickets. And I'm trying to explain to him, row AA is in the front, I need to be past that gate, and so on. But he wasn't interested. Meanwhile, Gina slowly saunters up to where we are. And before she even gets to the gate, without a word, she just gives him a look. The kind of look that says something like, I'm access all areas. She simply nods to him. And he nods back like some kind of secret handshake and opens the gate to let us in. I'm like, what the hell? I've actually got the legit tickets. But it was that quintessential Gina malicious swagger and confidence that literally opened doors for us. Now, a few years ago, I convinced Gina to start this podcast. So you want to be a photographer. And over the last seven years, It's gained a wonderful following from people all over the world and literally all over the world. Even though we're both based in Australia, there are so many people listening from America, from Europe, Canada, everywhere. And this started a new era of Gina's life. In parallel to all of the photography work she was still doing, Gina was then so generous in sharing her knowledge and empowering aspiring photographers from around the world get better at their craft. 
but also to give them the confidence to pursue their own creative dreams. And if this podcast does that even a tiny bit for you, that's wonderful. As I said, the podcast got had created created such a great following of wonderfully supportive listeners. And as a result, Gina then created courses in photography because we knew people wanted even more access to Gina's experience and wisdom, you know, more than what we could deliver in the podcast. We also then created the Gold Community, Gina's beautiful Goldies, a membership program which has almost 200 members. And these wonderful Goldies were keen to access Gina's tutorials and get her constructive critiques on their shots, attend Ask Me Anythings, get feedback on how to work with clients and and also just connect with each other. It's been such a special place. These members, as I said, Gina called, her, called them her goldies, are from all over the world. And I know that those of you who are in the gold community know what I'm talking about, what a special place it is. Even though most members have never met Gina in real life, she was always a constant presence online, guiding them on their next steps. Some learned from Gina in real life too, for those of you who went on some of the um, food and photography tours of Sicily as well. The fact that Gina made such an impact on people she's never met, not just on the members of the Gold community, but also in the wider podcast listener community, is a testament to her leadership, her skill, her, you know, her photography skill, her energy and her spirit. And I just wanted to read some of the words that you guys have written because this is what you guys have said. Karen Pinu from Pennsylvania said, in the five short years that I knew her, her immortalized voice is forever embedded in my thoughts and will never let me rest in mediocrity. She would tell me, we are always only three feet from gold. Christy Hurd from Dundee in Scotland said, Gina was the missing ingredient in my photography that I had been looking for but didn't know it until I happened upon a 12-minute video on YouTube which was to change my life forever. And just like that, I started on a journey with Gina that would not only shape me as a photographer but also as a person. Brian Becknell from Orlando, Florida said, I'm devastated. The Gold community and her podcast community Gina built over the past six plus years has been such an invaluable source of support, inspiration and learning. She cared for each and every one of us and pushed us to keep striving, to keep peeling potatoes on our journey through photography. Danny Banshee from Fort Worth, Texas said, I have never felt this depth of sadness of someone I've never met, but have talked to and looked up to. She has given so many people around the world her joy and knowledge of photography like no one else could. I know that I am just one person among so many she has touched, but she meant a great deal to me, and I know so many people around the world. I wouldn't know or have so many good friends, and yes, I call them friends even though I've never met them, without the podcast and the gold community. Her legacy will live on in all of us. Kerry Setch says, my heart aches for the loss of this extraordinary woman. 
As one of Australia's leading celebrity and entertainment photographers, she created beautiful, edgy and powerful images. As a mentor, Gina empowered, educated and enabled transformation in so many aspiring photographers around the world. She critiqued without crushing, challenged without compromise and celebrated without conservatism. The world will be a dimmer and poorer place without this kind-hearted, generous, loving, passionate, funny, rebellious, determined, warm, adventurous, brilliant, hardworking, and warrior-spirited woman. However, it will be a brighter and richer place as Gina's legacy and influence lives on in so many people around the world. Rob Schaefer, I think from Missouri, says five years ago I was in a dark place very unhappy in life and I needed something good to happen I picked up photography along my journey I found a podcast and was hooked from day one I really connected with Gina being an introvert Gina taught me how to connect with my client using photography as the medium really helped me nail the basics and left me wanting more she showed me so many things from half a world away She helped change my stars. She invited us into her head of vast knowledge through the podcast, all for free. People like this are few and far between, willing to help others due to their love for the craft. What a legacy, what an imprint, what a friend. Gina, you will be sorely missed. A huge chunk of my photography life will be missed. Thank you for everything you did for others. We didn't deserve it. We weren't entitled to it, but we all appreciate it. Your impact will continue to shine through others. That was from Rob. I know that many of you have posted your own feelings of loss, and I don't want this final episode to be sad, neither would Gina. As a sign-off from me, I want to say thank you to all you listeners for being so incredible for the past seven years. I want to thank beautiful Gina for being such a creative force and inspiration to so many photographers around the world. And I know that I speak on her behalf when I say that we both want you to keep pursuing your passion for photography, to keep learning from, you know, listening to episodes again, and to find positive like-minded peers who can also encourage and support you in your photography journey. For me, this is goodbye. Thank you so much for the privilege of being able to deliver this podcast to you over the years. It is an experience that I treasure and will never forget. Many of you have said that this podcast has changed your life in some way. I know that I can say that it changed my life and Gina's life as well. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you.